This podcast is part of the Faking Fandom Media Network. Head to fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more hilarious shows about geek culture topics. That was hurt. It hurt. It was. It did hurt my hands, too. I hurt my hands. <laughs> Ouch. We suffer for our art here. Yeah, you know, uh, that hurts so much, Teeb. Um, it feels like I was thrown against a back to tank at 120 miles an hour by a giant, uh, you know, abominable snowman. (laughs) 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 A giant Sasquatch woke me up out of bed and threw me across the room into my bed. And I walked away from it and decided to wear a bathrobe and have lunch afterwards. Well, it's interesting you mentioned bathrobes because uh, stay tuned. We might have some very interesting uh, things to announce for our, our fans. So. That's right. Yes. Uh, stay tuned because we have an announcement uh, later in the episode about a contest where you can win some great prizes. Some of them sartorial in nature, potentially. So, Yes. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I think that <laughs> that's probably an accurate statement. It means uh, sartor- sartorial means related to clothing. Um so, ah, yes. see, I thought it meant satirical, and I thought you were just Sartorial. like stupid. But now I'm the <laughs> stupid one, as usual. Nice. Hey, anything I can do to make you feel inferior, you know, I got your back. Well, um, I was feeling a little too superior last episode, and I think that's why I was in such a bad mood. I always like to, you know, I I think I I belong to. Yeah, I'm I'm a menial laborer type person. I think that's where I'm happiest. You know, ignorance is bliss. So I'm very happy tonight. Right. Yeah, you're not you're not the kind of Fennec Shand sort of sidekick who's always sticking her butt into the business and and tr- and trying to get everything done her way, right? You're not that type of sidekick. <laughs> no, I have all the great ideas though, and then, and then I never get any credit for them. But yes, I I I'm that kind of side. Whatever that sidekick is, like I mean, uh... like she's pulled the button now twice to open up the Rancor pit, and Boba is opened at zero. Like I think that that says something about their relationship. Whoever who wears the Rancor pants in that relationship, it's uh definitely not Boba. Okay, well the Rancor imprinted on him like uh, Becky from uh you know finding dory you know it's like he's like oh, once that's... once the rancor looks at whoever whatever human <laughs> it's like it has me a human so whatever the rancor looks at a human they're gonna print on him for life that's a sucky gig so wait it's like a little duckling you know um yeah so does that mean that does that mean that uh the witches of dothamir are human i didn't know they were i guess they are i don't know what human is in the in the star wars context because i mean we're from planet earth but we're not called we're called earthlings, but we're also called humans. So that's always kind of bothered me, actually. When I'm reading books and stuff in Star Wars, whenever they say human or humanoid, I'm like, hmm. So I guess humans are, you know, across uh, galactical, I guess. Definitely. Intergalactical. Uh, they're as diverse as our fan base for the podcast, you know. And, and Teeb, we wanted to take a shout out and read a review uh, for one of our diverse uh, listeners out there. This is from... Ayakua underscore 2003. Um, and this one is, is from a while back, I believe. But um, they wrote that this podcast is so funny. They have a lot of funny bits and inserting lots of high quality sound effects and clips. The audio quality is good, too, which I can't say about other Star Wars podcasts. Very funny shows and skits. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Wow. I was really expecting them to say we were uh, hot garbage and, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we belonged uh, 
and the garbage uh, compactors of uh, certain Star Destroyers. There is a factual bone to pick here, though, with Ioku 2003, because I, I don't remember bringing uh, too many clips into the show. Occasionally a paper clip or a chip clip, um, and I think I brought in a pen clip once or twice, but that's about it. So they may have just been delusional uh, because of their exuberance. That is very possible. We often have that effect on people. It's true. It's true. If you knew of a food that could give your baby extra nutrition in every bite, help his growing body develop, and even taste good, wouldn't you buy it for him? What if this was your baby? Give him Rancor Chow brand Rancor food from Purina. Rancor Chow gives these little guys the extra nutrition they need during these important first two years before they imprint on you. And there's nothing better. So don't treat your Rancor like a dog. Feed him Rancor Chow. Doesn't your baby deserve it? Well, Teeb, it's episode three of the Book of Boba Fett, The Streets of Mos Vespa. And uh... <laughs> I think I think. I think you mean Moss Espa. Yeah. But I like where you're going with this. We so, will definitely be talking about those little scooters, those little scooter guys. Up. It might come up. Awesome. Would you, Teeb, give us your brief synopsis of episode three, The Streets of Moss Vespa? Sure. Basically, uh, you have Boba Fett and uh, Fennec Shand. And they decide that they're going to like take the fight to the streets and they go to confront the mayor and the mayor's uh, Larry David uh, secretary or whatever decides to like flee. And there's also like uh, Stephen Root, who was in his own space series. I'd be interested to know how many people know that, um, which was also a satire and parody thing. Um, he's like a slumlord kind of thing. And he like charges too much for water for this uh, emo street gang of Vespa riders. And they're all... They all have their own color Vespa scooters, and at the end, they uh, the twins send Black Crescentan, 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 Black Crescentan. I like I like uh, Chewbacca actually. I really like that. Chewbacca is much great. better, and it's not racist yeah. because he is. I black. don't think it is. Yeah. yeah, before we knew his name anyway, that was an appropriate thing. But anyway. Um, and then uh, they, you know, the twins send uh, Chewbacca to kill him while he's taking a bath with his little back to bombs. I think he was probably really enjoying the the Boca uh, the Boba bath bombs. And then um, they apologize immediately afterwards, like whoopsie, didn't mean to actually try to kill you. We're gonna leave and and like get out of here. And by the way, here's a Rancor monster. Have have fun. And then oh, by the way, here's Machete, who is also the Rancor's trainer, but has never actually taken the blinders off so he's not going to imprint but then when he does imprint he's going to imprint on the first human that he sees which happens to be Boba Fett and then he's going to be like I said like Becky from Finding Dory and he's going to imprint and he's going to you know do little errands and things for him like go to the grocery store and get all the good empty shelves uh Gatorades and things like that he can be he can be uh Boba Fett's DoorDash driver uh there you go to bring yeah he he doesn't have to tip him because I mean he's imprinted on the guy he doesn't have to tip him that's right but honestly Boba needed some muscle. Let's face it, right? I've been talking about how he's like the the gangster. He hasn't done any gangster-ish yet. This is the first time he's actually gone and decided, I'm going to you know, start doing something proactively. With, uh, with the Voltran Riders, the Power Rangers, or with the Rancor, do you mean? With all of it. Like, okay. Like, okay, I, like I said, the, la- the last episode, I said, who does he have with him? 
and then and then you were like, oh, he's gonna have the Tuscan Raiders come back. Yeah, that didn't work out so well. That didn't work out well, did it? That didn't work out so well. Unless they're coming back as barbecue for ID, uh, you know, sixty nine. Erased from existence. <laughs> erased. Yeah. It's like it's like it's been erased. Erased from existence. Yeah, little Ronnie Raider. Bye, bud. Bye, Peace. buddy. Oh, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, it was. You know, it was. as you as you synopsize this episode, I, it does occur to me. I mean, a lot happened actually. It seemed like a slow episode, and I heard a lot of dumb shits on Twitter saying it was a slow episode, but it really wasn't. Like a ton of stuff happened in it. Um, so yeah, I I I liked it. I guess. Um, there are some things that we'll we'll talk about. Um, but 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 zoom in, Teeb, and tell us what was your you know, specific favorite part of the the episode. I think my favorite part of the episode is it had Steven Root and he was not trying to look for his stapler. Mm. Nor was I kept he... waiting for him to ask for a stapler and he didn't and you know, because uh he just was he's a wow here's the thing. They kept talking about like okay, this is this is the thing. They kept talking about all these very specific things that had happened and like the different like you know factions that are running Tatooine and how it used to all be covered with water. Was that some kind of like global climate change dig at like the earth? Like, uh oh, that's gonna be we're gonna become Tatooine. Well we're gonna run team, out of ball over water. In uh, legends, apparently the the Rakata or whoever they are, these alien creatures um, blasted Tatooine into smithereens. Uh, so this is like a legend's backstory about how Tatooine became bone dry. Um, and I think it's a little bit like Dune inspired, and we're going to find possibly some, you know, water, uh, well, what do you call them? The water cisterns underground at some point in this story. Uh, well, if you're familiar with ice pirates, that's Tatooine all Tatooine about... may become hydrated again. Ah, really? Yeah, it's currently. So Boba's gonna bring the water, like he's gonna like instead of splitting the Red Sea, he's gonna like bring water back to Tatooine and become like the savior. Yeah, you know that's his background. He's familiar with water. Um, this freeze dried, dehydrated uh stuff. Everyone knows, you know, you hate sand anyway. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if we see a cataclysmic shift in the topography of of Tatooine as a result of the show. Possibly not in this season. I don't know. If we get another season, that would be a plot line that maybe they'd explore. Uh, mm. But that would make sense, right? Because the whole... I mean, we're kind of we're kind of getting into my favorite part now, which is sort of looking at Boba as not just as a gangster, but really as a, a revolutionary. Um, he's somebody who is not just trying to get money. He's very free with his own money and generous, it seems. Uh, he's generous handing out uh, odd jobs to um, vagrants who are uh, in, inappropriately cast in this uh, in this series and shouldn't be in the story because they, they're like anachronisms. Um, he's very generous with them, nonetheless, and merciful. And I think that that's where we're going to see things progressing is he's developing an army, in a sense, of an army of of trust, an army of um, repute so that they can civilize Tatooine. It's never been civilized. Um, and part of that, I think, is adopting a water supply. So 
at, we may see that in in the near future in this show. And I, I like that about Boba Fett. I love the fact that he calls himself an ex bounty hunter and he's giving advice to uh, black Chrysanthemum. Um, and he's like, Hey man, look, like if you, if you uh, work with scumbags, you're going to get treated like a scumbag. That's just the way it works. It's like a revolutionary in the, in the spirit of, um, you know, Zapata or something. I mean, Zapata in Mexico. Or so, but, like but you're saying he doesn't want to be a bounty hunter anymore, but he also doesn't want to be very much of a crime Lord. Is, is he's if he's trying to be mayor so they have a mayor and they have a daimo what is a daimo exactly is that just a, a lord like a feudal kind of thing like what what is the daimo compared to a mayor the and daimyo is, is like criminal? the crime boss and then the mayor is like the puppet government of the civil you know kind of things so the daimyo would handle agreements with the syndicates and who can trade what illegal drugs on what part on what street corners you know it's like uh you go to you go to south central you know and you got uh, or if you go into boston and you got this guy selling you know this on this part of the street this guy selling death sticks over there there's somebody <laughs> in charge of everything there you know what i'm saying yeah, um yeah. that's a little bit i think what the daimyo's job is to make sure that the criminals don't kill each other and that he gets a cut whereas the gotcha. mayor is responsible for things like telling people to wear masks um you know uh responsible for cleaning the ronto poop off of the roads systems of mos espa things like that corruption corruption right he's in charge of corruption right yes there's a very cynical view of governance in the uh, outer rim i would say that disney is putting forward well it's outer rim you know i've realized we haven't really seen coruscant except for in the prequel trilogies you that's never see right. Coruscant in uh in any new Disney properties, so that's kind of interesting to me. I don't know if that's by design or it's in just the because they probably Wars. have more play with the Outer Rim worlds. I think there's more world to develop because it was so so kind of um, clear what Coruscant was in the prequels and uh, it developed in the Clone Wars and 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 let's say this completely boring, right? I mean, Coruscant, there's nothing interesting about it. It's it's big and and a capital city, like that's it. Um, there's right, because not- nothing exciting happens in the District of Columbia ever. Never. It's very boring. No, you would never want to make that the plot of a of a you know trilogy of films. So- yeah, like House of Cards, that entire series that was incredibly successful. That was because everything was super boring in DC. Exactly. So I think, yeah, I think Coruscant would be very boring, definitely. <laughs> There'd be no political we'll intrigue or espionage like... or corruption and assassinations and sex and drugs and all that good stuff. Nothing. Maybe maybe we'll see more in, like, the High Republic films or if they go back in time to, like, when Yoda was just an adolescent at the age of 200 training as a Jedi. Uh, and we'll see the glory days of Coruscant, which would be interesting, I guess. Well, what Luke and Leia are now on Coruscant, right? And in, in within this timeline, no, I think they're on another planet, right? They're on a House Hosnian Prime, isn't that the oh. center of the Republic? Hosnian. Oh, okay. The Hosnian system is the one that uh, was blown up by Snoke, so I'm assuming that's where they are. Ah, gotcha. Yes, he blew Cor- up a lot of systems that day, though. He was like really pissed off or something. That's true. That's true. He threw a lot of spaghetti at the wall, and you know. Um, so what about, uh, you know, your Fugazi, the thing you wish was fake that wasn't in this episode? Forget about it, Teeb. What did you hate? I'm just going to say it because everybody's thinking it. The freaking Power Rangers, right? I've, I, my, my lovely wife calls them colorful assholes. <laughs> and that's kind of what they are. She's like, look at these colorful assholes. And it's like, 
you know, it's like the diversity emo biker gang for Disney Star Wars. Like, look, they saved his ass. They saved Boba Fett's life from being murdered while he was in the tub. Oh, he was screwed. You know, Fennec Shand was doing God knows what. Maybe she was taking a poop or something. But, I mean, I thought Fennec Shand was going to be the one to save his bacon, so to speak. Uh, but it was the it was the street gang that he just recruited who were incredibly loyal, or they were trying to prove that they're you know worth keeping around. Well, I think they um, had to do something because in their own self interest, I mean, if they didn't kill Black Kersantan or stop him, they were going to get killed by him on their way out, right? So yeah, they could have just left. I mean, they just met this guy <laughs> who true. gave him a good deal on water. Or hey, that guy just gave us a good deal on water. Maybe <laughs> we should attack a giant Wookie yeah. who's eating green pig. You know, like he, he was biting on the Gamorrean guard. He wanted some green eggs and ham. Oh, but no, yeah. I, I'll be honest. Just the colors. If you drop the colors, they're mm-hmm. not the Power Rangers. They're not the Ninja Turtles. They're not ridiculous. And I've seen so many people saying this isn't Star Wars. This isn't Star which is what I predicted you would actually say this episode. But this was actually my favorite episode. Take that out of it. The Fugazi. Forget it. Forget about that. Forget about forget about the colors. Just just make the just them all silver, all whatever. Or or more broken down, run down, Tatooine, you know, scrappers. These are supposed to be like starving people. To, I can't even get a job. But look at my really neat, colorful Vespa. Yay! It's like, mm. come on, man. It's like pick a pick a pick a the storyline with these characters. That's my fugazi. I can't even believe this is Star Wars, team. Like, there you come go. on. These bikes look nothing like anything. <laughs> we've ever seen in star wars it's just so obvious that they're just obviously motorcycles without wheels and there's absolutely no creativity that went into the design whatsoever and they look stupid they look like some crappy ride you would get on at an amusement park or some crap. give me a quarter it's yeah, get a quarter. <laughs> like how did that get through when like such other awesome stuff got through it is beyond my imagination it just isn't even star wars i can't believe I this is star wars you. i told you you were ah, gonna say that no i, I it, again you just dropped you know, the colors T? for me did you know and What's Did that? you know about these Vespas? No, I just know how cyclic emotional creativity works. I see. I see. So you just had a feeling. This was my favorite episode, and last week's was your favorite episode. So I figured there's going to be a balance in the in the, in the the Schwartz, right? We got to have a balance. Well, we'll get into our ratings. I did not hate this episode. I hated the Voltran Power Ranger bikes. Just, just... <laughs> Kill them. Is that what they're called? I, the Voltran? Volt, you know Voltran. You know, there's like four colors. Black Lion, Green Lion, Red Lion, Yellow Lion. Are you lion. trying to say Voltron? Voltron. Because get out of the room, brother. What? Voltron. <laughs> and it all comes Voltron. together. Voltron. It's not Voltron. And then in the center. It's not a In tranny. the center. Hear me out here. This is what's going to happen. In the center, there's a Black Lion. Well, who is going to be the Black Lion? Obviously, obviously it's going to be Kersantan. So he's going to come back and he's going to get his own like Wookiee cycle. And this troop is going to be parading around Tatooine for time eternal, raising hell for Boba Fett. Ugh, it's awful. I, they look so crap. Like I don't usually get this worked up, but my like immediate reaction when I saw those was that is absolute, absolute crap. (laughs) 
and I wish I got Somehow more I really than one feel. bad word per episode because it would just be fucking, 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 fucking crap. <laughs> well, you're definitely going to have to edit this episode, brother. Yeah, well, in any case. I like it when you do the little noises. It makes me happy. Sometimes I drop, drop an F-bomb in there just so I know you have to put a droid noise in. Yeah. yeah. A clip. Hey, people like the clips. They like our clips. Um, No, I look, again, I, I think that it was... So, yeah, I mean, there was just, like I said, a lot of potential if they had just dropped, because uh, those guys are, like I said, they're kind of badass, because they they chase down the mayor's guy, they catch him, they save Boba's butt from the Wookiee, they confront a Wookiee, which is, like, you know, not an easy thing to do, um, and they are kind of ridiculous, though, they kind of look like the flock of seagulls in the 80s emo group of I don't know. They they don't look like they're very threatening, but obviously they're pretty effective. But again, it, they didn't have jobs or something, and they couldn't afford water, but they have all these really fancy scooters. I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, and I I hate to say it, but it, it's like it's it's Disney-fied crap yeah. in that aspect. They're they're like Griff Tannen's gang, right? I mean, even yes. th- even through the way they shot that uh, chase sequence. I mean, a lot of people were saying this, but it's like I, you almost expected the major domo when he ran into that fruit cart to be like, Jogan fruit. I hate Jogan fruit. I don't think they were Jogan fruit, <laughs> but whatever they were like. And, and I mean, yes, a chase sequence. Yes. Through most Espa. Yes. But why on these absolutely candied colored like candy apple like racers? I mean, we've never seen that on Tatooine. Think about like Luke and think about, right. uh, you know, that cut scene from A New Hope that never made it at Tashi Station. Or think about the biker gang at Tashi Station. Like everything is repurposed. Everything is drab. Like Tatooine right. is a is a crap hole. There is no Vespa dealership on the corner in the workers <laughs> district of Tatooine selling these things. Like every bike that everybody got has been sold and resold and resold. There are no clean titles on Tatooine. All right. And so right, it's just right. like, I don't know. I just, it seemed like a, just a massive oversight to me. Yeah, no, it, they definitely stuck out like, like just sore thumbs. I mean, just a real fail on, on that aspect. And I don't know who made the decision to do that. Um, I think her name might rhyme with Snathleen Snazniny, but you know, <laughs> yeah. just to pick on her. I I don't know. Somebody, all right, somebody well, out there took a chance and it didn't work out. It, right. it was it's not a home honest. run. Definitely not no. a home run. No. Um. All right. Well, well, T. Let's not let's not give our listeners the impression that we hated this entire episode. I mean, I loved the stuff. I mean, I loved a lot about this episode. There's a lot of great things. But let's um let's play our little audio game uh, and see sure. if you can track down the sound scavenger uh, hunt here. Um, you know, last week you sucked, uh, and it was pretty hard. So this one, I tried to be a little bit easier on you. Okay. I sucked because you were working off of bad information. You thought that <laughs> I had, one, seen Flashdance, and two, that it was my favorite movie of all time, when it's obviously Red Dawn. You don't know me at all. You know what that means? If I'd have to guess, I'd say that's uh, Spanish for asshole. Tortuga means turtle. That's me. I take my time, but I always win. All right, any guesses, T? Tortuga means turtle. 
take my time. Well, there's actually two tie-ins to this episode. One, you have the Ninja Turtles, okay? With the freaking different colored scooters. And then two, you have Machete, who plays uh, the turtle in Breaking Bad, which is set in the desert, and they chop off his head, and they put it on a tortoise, and it's walking through the desert. So I don't know if that's like some foreshadowing that you're going with there. I could keep going on if you want. Not necessarily, but so you're you're getting the connection here with uh, Danny Trejo, uh, yes. who plays our new uh, Rancor Rancor Pit uh, um, Master or uh, Rancor Trainer Rancor Trainer 2.0 here. Uh, who comes? He comes with the Rancor. You know, it's like buy one Rancor, get one Trainer for free. <laughs> Like he must. Well, honestly, it would have been weird if all of a sudden Boba Fett just knew everything. In fact, they, that could have been really funny, right? Like, um, what do we feed these things? Yeah, uh, right. Does anybody know what? How how do I take it? Do I take it out? Does it have a rancor box? You know, does it does it you know need to walk like six times a a, a day? Do I you know? Can, is there like a Chewy.com I can go to and like order crap for the rancor? Does he do have I a litter to, box? Like, yeah, yeah, things of that nature. Yeah. So what did you think about Danny Trejo? By the way, uh, he is second cousins with Robert Rodriguez, so there's a bit of nepotism going on here. Um, you know, typical Disney nepotism. I have always liked Danny Trejo. I I know one of his things, actually, I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but one of his things is that whenever he plays a bad guy, he always wants to die or, or lose because he wants prison and he never won. I think he he saw movies or something like that, and like he thought like being a bad guy would be cool, and so he never wants to portray that. So he always wants to portray that being a bad guy, it's that's a bad decision, right? Like putting right. those colorful vespas in this episode was a bad decision. <laughs> His Dan life Trejo. was changed, and now he just wants to be a peaceful rancor trainer. I don't buy it. I think there's something more sinister afoot, don't you? Oh, you think like he's working with the twins and stuff like that? I mean, he just had a little glimmer in his eye when he looked at the Rancor and said, don't worry, he'll be back. Uh, I wonder when he was saying that the Rancors are very complex emotionally, I wonder if he was telling the truth and that he knows something about their behaviors and their influences that we don't know. And that possibly may rear its ugly head later in this episode or later in this series. I would like to vent. I would like to take this opportunity right now to vent. And I just, the day of the episode at 10 o'clock in the morning, somebody was tweeting out images of the Rancor. The fact that (laughs) they had a a new Rancor and the fact that Boba was, uh, you know. What a butt face. Who does that? I was so upset. I blocked them both and I told them I'm blocking you and this is why I'm blocking you because you couldn't wait a day. And it was that Star Wars girl who posted out, um, is this real, right? And she's got a huge, she's got a lot of clout. And the, and the account that, that tweeted it was uh, Data Racer, who I used to follow, and I'm not following him anymore. Like, he's a very negative person as it is, but he took it on upon himself because he didn't like something to ruin it for everybody it else. For who, else. Yeah. It, it, it's like, you know, you couldn't it, wait a day. Like it was, it was ten o'clock. We we were gonna watch it at lunch. Like you, I couldn't even wait to lunch. You couldn't even wait to lunch, right? Do you know why I and hate then, that so much, Teeb? It's the arrogance of it. I mean, exactly. People who know me know that I am an extremely humble individual. Um, but just the arrogance that 
I already saw this show before you and developed my opinion on it. And it's more important to me that you hear my opinion than you get to watch the show the same way I did. Right. It's not it's not actually the spoiler thing that I care about even that much because spoilers, whatever. But it's just the arrogance of people. And so I love to troll the crap out of them. And I would encourage all fakers everywhere to do that. I mean, anybody who you think is using their, um, you know, revealing spoilers or leaks to serve some kind of psychological need, like of disappointment in fandom, they need to get... um, they need to be committed, uh, you know, and uh, admitted to, uh, you know, uh, the George Lucas uh, psychological home for for uh, Star Wars, disgruntled Star Wars fans. Um, you may know that we have that center. It's a charitable center. Uh, it has been pretty bit booked up uh, in recent months, as you can imagine, um, with the disgruntled uh, nature of fans. But we would encourage you that if you if you are suffering from the disgruntled Star Wars fan syndrome, please don't ruin it for everybody. Just check yourself into our psychological center and Dr. Wilhelm Bubafreud will help you deal with your yeah just go cry in a corner or something nobody cares I mean honestly you just you're just a you're a bitter jerk off yeah yeah so you know we'll interview you anytime you want we'll and we'll tell you that you're bitter jerk offs I have no problem telling you happily tell you to your face I would throw I would throw spotchki in your face for doing such a horrible thing uh, yeah, we'll and, have and, IG69 give you a little visit. That's right. That's right. Barbecue yes. sauce. Absolutely. But yeah. by the way, we won't spoil what barbecue sauce he'll turn you into because we're not arrogant pricks like you. <laughs> it the the irony is that like I I myself posted a picture of Voltron uh you know immediately upon watching the episode, but I knew it's not going to spoil anybody because it's like, yeah, why is Stormtrooper posting a picture of Voltron? If you haven't seen the episode, you have no idea what that means. Right. And if you have seen the episode, then you're not spoiled. So that's the way to do it. Don't Well, that's get... subtle. Exactly. That's yeah. subtle. But this guy put a data racer. He put a picture of the actual Rancor with freaking Boba Fett standing there next to him and everything. And then you could tell it was like a not the Rancor that you know. So... I mean, so I don't know who did Rancor this. I don't know coming. this person you're following. You blocked them or whatever. But if you want to unblock them, you can take this message directly to them, which is this. You are invited onto my podcast where I will subtly and mildly berate you for your naughty behavior. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, everyone. This is Vegan the Hut reporting live from downtown Moss Espa at our new farmer's market. Today is Saturday, and it is the grand opening of the new Maz Espa Farmer's Market. You can come on down and get the freshness of the farm straight to your table from over 200 vendors, including my favorites, produce, some breads, uh, we've got vegan meats out here, and of course, water, and so much more. Uh, stop in uh, at our artesian farm stand, where water is harvested right here from Maz Espa's own air, for your unique taste of Tatooine. <laughs> Join in the grand opening family-friendly festivities with, with a unique art giveaway of yours truly today. Farm Fresh. Family-friendly farmer's market, open sunup 
to sundown, even that second sun, right here in downtown Moss Espa. Come and join. What the? Oh no! You can't drive there! Oh no! The melons! Who is she? It's the new Daimyo. Where is he? He's with the Pikes. Who? The mayor's gone. He... The mayor? He's with the Pikes. Is he? The mayor told me he, he was out playing bingo this weekend. <sighs> well, I can no longer report live from this downtown farmer's market. It is, it is a disaster down here from some... Power Ranger wannabe Vespa gang. This new daimyo sucks. This would never happen to Uncle Jabba. Well, back to you, Duper and Teeb. I hope we can resalvage this and maybe try again next weekend. Until next time, this is Vegan the Hut signing out from downtown Mos Espa. All right, Teeb. Well, um, what about your rating and predictions for this episode? I know you already said it's your favorite. What's the bounty? What would you give for this episode? How many credits? Are we going zero to 100? Are we doing zero to 10? You always yell at me. Well, last time I said zero to 100 and you told me like 500. So I'm just going to say do whatever you want, Teeb, because that seems to be your <laughs> modus operandi anyway. Um, you're basically the Fennec Shand of this production, so <laughs> go ahead. I'm not pooping while you're getting murdered by a Wookiee. <laughs> Precisely. Oh, whoops! <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I'm giving it an 800. Amazing. It's just a okay. solid 800 out of 1,000. Yeah. Very cool, I, very I, cool. Just, uh, like I said, drop the couple things that were just complete garbage out of it, and, you know, we'll say that's like 200 credits worth of garbage mm. i think some people would say it's a lot higher than that that they really you know it took me out of it oh this isn't star wars all that kind of stuff so but, i don't know what her name was uh the woman the actress who played i think her name is dratch in this show like the lead of the cyberpunk gang or whoever they are wait um, wait rachel dratch you mean like she's like debbie downer like I'm sorry. I, don't I tried know. to see <laughs> yeah. you. We couldn't pay for our water. It's something wah, like wah, that. Wah. They 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 just had her name as like cyberpunk leader girl in the cast. She didn't even get a name. She's that crap. <laughs> um, she might become my new Rose Tico. But in any case, I didn't actually hate her character. I just don't know anything about her except that she likes to stab Wookies in the back with some, you know, pen knife. Uh, but. <laughs> Um, that's all you know about her. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's all I know. Yeah, so very far. specific. I like to stab Wookies with pen knives. But um, it, you know, I would say if uh, if the average Vespa that she rides has like ten mirrors on it, I'd give this like episode a six six mi Vespa mirrors out of ten. Um, it was pretty good. I I, I thought that they could have spent a, and lingered a bit more on the backstory with the sand people being destroyed. Uh, very touching scene. The there was another plot point issue yeah, that, that I like wanted to discuss with you. Wasn't it? Like, you you sorry. seem to have a keen eye towards gangster, uh, you know, um, uh, development and, and manipulation of the politics. This is the thing I didn't understand. Why do the huts come to give Boba Fett a a rancor? And then warn him about the pikes, and then before they leave the planet, 
Like, why don't they just leave the planet? I, it, it made absolutely no sense to me that first they try to kill him with Black Kersantan, and then they come and give him a gift and say they're sorry and that they're leaving the planet. Did you understand that? To me, it's like... This was, this was always the plan, okay? They were going to send the assassin, and if he failed, this was going to be their amends. If he pulled it off, who cares? I and see. then they would have been working... Um, they wouldn't have been a threat to the Pikes, right? They would work with the Pikes. But now they realize that they're basically just going to go off planet until the Pikes kill Boba Fett is what they're thinking. So I give think... him a Rancor, I th- you might be onto something. Maybe the Rancor is a little bit of a... Uh, you know, a poison gift horse. I think I think he could be a Trojan horse, uh, Rancor. Um, not that there's you know creepy Gamorrean gardens hanging out in his belly. Oh, uh, but how cool would that be if he spawned other Rancors or something? Oh my gosh, it'd be amazing. Um, no, but but possibly that's their plan. Is that Boba Fett? They want to support him a little bit to sort of build up his forces, and then maybe they're planning on them and the Pikes basically taking each other out. Right. That's I kind of look at it like the Sopranos. Right. It's like. Uh, you know, for me, that's the way my context for this entire series is that it's going to be like that, which it really hasn't been. <laughs> but mm. this was kind of a, a moment that almost was where they realized they screwed up. They made an amends with a very considerable gift, but it was kind of abrupt, I would say. But everybody knows, I guess, that reads the comics that Black Chrysanthemum works with, uh, with, uh, Boba Fett like mm-hmm. they're maybe not friends but they're you know partners or whatever you want to call it like uh, business associates they share collegiality yeah kind of like the Fennec Shand like that's kind of like his role in the comics so it was yeah. inevitable that they would eventually start working together so this was a way to get them to work together and giving giving Boba the gift gladiator Wookiee would have made more and been more consistent with what I imagine the twins, uh, you know, machinations are. But this, there might be more to it, but I wouldn't think there's going to be too much more to it because I think the Pikes are going to become the main uh, uh, bad guys now. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And the Pikes are no joke. Um, even in the animated series, like Rebels, uh, uh, Rebellion, or what was it? Resistance. Resistance. Um, there was a, a couple episodes with them that were no joke so right they're like the cartel like the like the drug cartels well so your prediction is uh you know that this is going to carry on the pikes are going to become the ruling party or as it were the main enemy of the episode so i i have another theory here um uh, for the second for this next episode episode four we're already halfway through more than halfway through basically uh seven episodes um, and my theory is that here, here is where Boba is going to recruit uh, seriously. He, he's in dire need of some help. Um, and I think uh, in addition to seeing uh, a Rancor training sequence, which we'll definitely see uh, him riding a Rancor through the streets of Tatooine to some degree, I think you're going to see Boba Fett go off world in this next episode in search of some helper from the past. Uh, this might be somebody who's going to help him get in with the Trandoshans. Uh, I feel like the Trandoshans are in a force to be reckoned with there on Tatooine. Um, possibly, possibly uh, you're going to see Bosk make make a, an appearance. Um, but I think Boba Fett's going somewhere 
uh, other than what we've seen already. So maybe not off world, but somewhere else on the planet or to another planet to recruit some help to get the crime lords all together. Um, so that's my prediction. But Teeb, we also don't want to forget about our announcement. Uh, tell our listeners what we have in store for them in light of this new character of the Rancor on the show. Well, it's dawned on us that there has uh, been no revelation of a name for uh, this little Rancor, little, little Rancor that could. So we'd like to put a contest out there, and uh, we're going to choose the winner based on whoever's uh, name we like the most for the Rancor. And we'll give you, uh, let's say, a $25 gift off of our Faking Star Wars merch site. And uh, that that link is what exactly, Duper? That's right. That's bit.ly slash fswmerch. Bit.ly slash fswmerch. You heard it here. Send in your best choice for naming the Rancor on the Boba Fett show, and we will select the best contribution and award them with some great swag from our merchandise store. Use the hashtag name that rancor. Hashtag name that rancor, and we will gift you the winner with some great, great stuff. So, sounds like a great contest, Teeb. Um, you know, it's been great having you here today. I've really enjoyed it. You've been in a much better mood than last time. Yeah, I, I, I'm in a much better mood for sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe, maybe you should take maybe you should take your happy pills, huh? No, I I don't like happy pills. I like uh, you know, I, I I like to just be naturally whatever I am. If I'm in a good mood, I'm in a good mood. If I'm in a bad mood, you know, you get what you get when you get with Teeb. Mm-hmm. I'm all beef. Yeah, just like that Rancor, he's all beef. Um, an all beef patty. You know, I I wonder if the there's a name right there, all beef patty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'll be Patty. I'll Congratulations, you won. You know, you don't even need to do the contest now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> can you imagine a fast food? Re- oh gosh, this has got to be. Oh, can you imagine a fast food restaurant that's like you know, um, uh, a quarter quarter portion with cheese, rancor, rank double up the beef, <laughs> double up the rancor meat. You know, um, on on man, you, rancor would last you a long time if it didn't rot, right? If you could keep it, that's like, true. You could, live off a rank, like one rink or a full-size rancor you could live off that thing for a year yeah yeah it's so gruesome to imagine eating rancor sashimi but uh this is what we get with the book of boba fett show so um thank you very much for being with us today uh you can follow me on twitter at storm duper and you can follow me on twitter at t brontor that's t e e b r o n t r also and you can follow Faking Star Wars at fakingstarwars.net or on Facebook at facebook.com slash realfakingstarwars. You can also follow us on Instagram. And the podcast itself has a Twitter account. That's FSW Radio, where you can post questions and all kinds of comments about the show. So if you like what you hear and want to support what we do, you can visit Faking Star Wars' Patreon. Uh, that's uh, patreon.com slash Faking Star Wars. And we have some patrons, Teeb. Did you know that? We do. Uh, they could actually join our Jedi Padawans, Stephen Howard and Jedi Knights, Taxus Carlson and Keith Harmon. It costs a measly buck a month, dude. It's a buck a month. And we will give you all the content early. So you can find out about contests like the Rancor, name the Rancor contest early and get some names in there early. 
Uh, have you written us a review yet? Well, we'd love to have a five-star review on iTunes, Podchaser, or whatever platform of choice you have. It helps us to appear in the hierarchy of Star Wars podcasts when people search for us. And I will say this, Teeb, you know, I just did a test on the Apple podcast earlier this week. We aren't even in the top six million. Like, you have to scroll <laughs> for days and days before Faking Star Wars comes up when you type <laughs> Star Wars in the podcast. Like, it's crazy. And so if more of us, more people people had five-star reviews for us that would help a lot more listeners means more money means more bits means more fun so yeah more motivation to keep doing what we do and giving you great content and uh, keeping you laughing hopefully giving you a smile on your day and and realizing that uh we're all in this together we're all just big fans and uh remember it's not personal it's just business that's right baby and also remember that we recently merged discords with the one and only Cam Ray of Cam Ray Semi Productions. Head to bit.ly slash Cam Ray Discord to join in on all the great Star Wars discussions. That's C-A-M-R-A-Y Discord. Cam Ray Discord. Yeah, it was, it was a very painful merging process. It certainly was. Uh, when we docked with Cam Ray, it hurt a lot. So. Um, he's bigger than he appears. He looks quite svelte and and, uh, and thin, but he's not. He's bigger uh, where it matters. That's right. Um, he has a big heart. As always, stay tuned to FakingStarWars.net for quality Star Wars comedy, parody, and satire. Thank you! And all of our other followers for listening. May the foe be with you. See you next time. Bye. Make sure you pick a good Vespa. What color Vespa would you have? No Vespa. I'd have a gray Vespa. You'd have a gray Vespa. And I would beat the crap out of it with a hammer because that thing was way too shiny. Oh, yeah. For God's sakes. Definitely Ugh. way too shiny. Teeb, like, if, you, like, if you give me a Vespa for Life Day, I'm coming to your house and I'm setting it on fire <laughs> on your porch. Thanks for listening. Please write a review for this show on iTunes or Podchaser, and be sure to visit fakingstarwars.net slash podcasts for more shows on our network.